You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome once again to the New Day of Hope broadcast. We are delighted that you've chosen to be with us today. And as we get ready to study the Word of God, we pray that you'll release everything that might occupy your mind and your focus at this moment should be on Him. Amen. The scripture tells us we must study to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, hello, dear friends. We want to greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King. We are really excited to be with you one more time. And so we would like you at this time to call a neighbor or call a friend and let them know that the New Day of Hope broadcast is on the air and that they should join us and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Well, one of the laws of teaching is the law of review. Last week, we talked to you about the utmost importance of prayer, the utmost importance of prayer. And we are doing a little bit of review for those who did not hear the broadcast last week. And we said that to the born again believer, prayer is as essential as breathing. And so, my friends, to neglect prayer, that's going to result in weakness and defeat. We do not want to live defeated lives. We want to live victorious uh, Christian lives. And one way we're going to get to do that is by being on our knees uh, constantly. And I'm sure we will talk more about that a little later. Christians need instructions about prayer. We need to know about its meaning. We need to know about its promises, its method, its value, and so on and so forth. Now, one of the questions we asked last week was, what is prayer? And I think it was my wife who said last week that C.H. Spurgeon said, the heart of prayer is the prayer of the heart. Let me say that one more time. She said that Spurgeon said, the heart of prayer is the prayer of the heart. And when you go to God and you pour your soul before him, that's what prayer is all about. And the old hymn says, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and our griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Then we talked about the importance of prayer in the life of the Christian. And we said that prayer is of utmost importance in the life of the Christian because of the importance it is given in the word of the Lord. Everything that is written in the word of God is written for our learning, for our edification, that God can lead us and guide us in the way that we ought to go. Then we talked about prayer is of vital importance in the life of the Christian because of the teaching of the Lord and all through the scriptures especially in the Gospels, and you will see where Jesus was talking about prayer. Jesus himself spent a lot of time in prayer, and most times he would go apart by himself to praise. Sometimes it's good for you to do that, to be alone with God. Every believer ought to find the time to be alone with the Lord in prayer, and then that's how we're going to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Christ. Now, prayer is of importance in the life of the Christian because it is the first instinct of the new life. 
So just as the first instinct of a newly born babe is to cry, in so doing, he or she exercises the lungs. So for the believer, it's also the first instinct is for us to cry our soul to the Lord, my friend. And that's why we have to learn quickly how to, to go to God in prayer for ourselves. So in that case, we do not have to run to somebody every time and say, pray for me, pray for me. No, my friends, you can do that for your own self. So today we are looking forward to continue on the subject of prayer. Last week, I also made mention of calling upon God in the day of trouble. He says, I will deliver you and you shall glorify me and you must pray without ceasing. So today we want to look at prayer is of utmost importance in the life of the Christian because it is such a glorious privilege to pray. The Christian life is full of privileges. Can you imagine any greater privilege than to enter into the holiest of all? That's the throne room of the King of Kings and to bow in humble worship at his feet. How great is that privilege? It's a privilege to pray. Think about it. So many countries, you are forbidden to pray. You are forbidden to pray in the open. If you do pray, it must be in your home and it must be done secretly. But thanks be to God, we live in a free country. But do not take it for granted because one day we will also be forbidden to pray. Times are changing. In Hebrews 4, 14 to 16, it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This is powerful. It says that Jesus knows what we are going through. He sympathizes with us because he experienced the same thing. But thanks be to God, he did not sin. We sometimes fall short. But the good news is we can call on him and ask him to forgive us. What I like about verse 16 is that it's a come boldly before the throne of grace. You don't have to be ashamed. doesn't matter what you have done. You can come boldly and confess it to him and to him only. And in times like these, we need Jesus now more than ever. We need to pray more than we ever did. Daniel prayed three times a day. We need to pray more than three times per day because we are living in dangerous time. Timothy says we are living in perilous time. So we need prayer. And the only thing that matters in this life, the only thing that will move barriers, restore health, restore joy is prayer. Amen. Let's look at prayer. It's of utmost importance in the life of the Christian. Watch this. Because of all it can accomplish in supplying our every need. It is perfectly, my friends, true that more things are wrought by prayer than this world could ever imagine or they could ever dream of. But think of the wonderful accounts, the power of prayer, which have been recorded in the word of God. My friends, if if you are familiar with the scriptures, as you continue to read that word, you will find in a whole lot of places in the scripture 
about the great accounts of prayer. David had great moments in prayer and Daniel, they had great moments in prayer. Paul said in, in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, watch this, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And the reason we do not have is because, my friends, we do not ask. And we will show you that in a minute. In James chapter 4 and verse 2, watch what it says. You lost and you do not have. You murder, you covet, and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. If only we would ask, we would receive. The Bible tells us that. So to prove that to you in Luke chapter 11, 9 and 10, watch what it says. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Verse 10 says, for everyone who asks, receives. And I, I, I love that, my friends. Everybody who asks, he receives. You do not have because you do not ask. And though you say you, you, you have asked, but you did not receive, what's the motive behind your asking? Are you asking so you can be better than Mary Jane? That, is that the reason that why you are asking? So you can prove to your neighbor next door that I am better than you are? That's the wrong spirit. That's the wrong way. So the scripture says, everybody who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. What is it you need? Is it money? A house? Food? Employment? The salvation of some loved ones? Or even yourself? My friends, the answer is simple. Then ask and you will receive. Glory be to our God. Amen. Prayer is of utmost importance in the life of the Christian because only through prayer can God's will be accomplished. His working depends upon our asking. Throughout this study, we have given you scriptures pertaining to asking. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, he will do it. It can only be done in the name of Jesus. He also says to call upon me and I will answer. So right now, whatever it is that you are in need of, all you have to do is to ask him. In James 5:17, it says, Elijah was a man with nature like ours, which means he was just like us. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Wow. He prayed it will not rain and it did not rain. So the same thing applies to us, which means Elijah was just like us. He prayed it will not rain and there was no rain. So this tells me that whatever I'm asking God for, he will do it. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. All you and I have to do is to ask. He has given us permission. He told us, come boldly before his throne. He told us to call upon me in the day of trouble and he will answer. He did not say I might or maybe. He said I will. So right now, whatever it is you are in need of, ask him. Ezekiel 36, 37 says, thus says the Lord. I will also let the house of Israel inquire of me 
to do this for them. I will increase their men like a flock. Here you see again, he says he will do it. You don't have to tell me something twice. If he said, come and I will, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you at your word. And he has ordained it this way. The purpose of prayer is not to make God alter his will, but to provide him with a channel through which he may accomplish his will. And the only way his will can be accomplished in your life and my life is by our asking. His working depends upon our asking. So ask him. You ask your friend for help. Sometimes they turn you down. Why go to your friends when you have access to the king of kings, the one who is your source? So go straight to the one who has it all in abundance. Amen. We also need to consider the fact that prayer is of importance in the life of the church. It is only necessary uh, to read the book of Acts, and we will get to that in a minute, which contains the, the inspired history of the early church. To become convinced that the ministry of prayer was foremost in the life and in the service of the church. The church was born, watch this, in a prayer meeting. It was born in a prayer meeting. Well, I remember the good old days, man, when we had prayer meeting, man. People would come out to pray and pour their souls before God and cry unto the Lord. Today, we do not even have what you call prayer meeting. We go in there and we talk about everything else and one person just utter a few words and we call it prayer meeting. That's not prayer meeting, my friends. And so in the book of Acts chapter 1 verses 13 and 14, it says, And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, and so on and so forth. And these all continued, watch this, with one accord in prayer and supplication. I said they all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. It is It behooves us, my friends, in these closing days of life, in these closing days of time, for us as Christians to come together, to be in one accord, to be of one mind. And we cannot continue with all this un our divided stuff that we, we do. We fight here and we fight there. And yet we brag about us going to heaven. Are you planning to go to heaven in your fight or you want to get it right even now? We have to continue with one accord. We have to be of one mind because we are going to the same place. We are, we are aiming at the same thing. We are fighting for the same kingdom. Why are we not in one accord? Why are we so divided? In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a song from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. I tell you, man, when God moves, you better move along with God or else you're going to get crushed, man. Then there appeared to them a divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. These early believers also attended the regular prayer meetings in the temple, my friends. They, they were there. I mean, that was their life. 
today, I think our life is based on everything else. Well, our life is based on sports and money and wealth and all of that stuff, except where we should really have our lives uh, centered around. It says in, in Acts chapter 3 and verse 1, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, which was the ninth hour. Moreover, in times of special uh, testings, they held special times of prayer. I tell you, even though the coronavirus is driving you crazy, even though your neighbors are driving you crazy, my friends, we have to keep on praying because God hears and God answers prayers and God does that all the time. He answers in the morning. He answers at noonday. He answers in the night. Whenever you call upon him because the lines to glory, they are never busy, my friends. The lines are always open to the kingdom and we can call upon God at any time and he will hear our cry and he will answer our prayers. In Acts 12 and verse 5, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Constant prayer. My wife uh, quoted earlier that we have to be in the atmosphere of prayer 24 hours a day, all the time. You know, we have to be in that atmosphere, regardless to whatever you are doing, washing the dishes, washing the car, cleaning the home, at work. You can be in that atmosphere of prayer. You can have that mindset of prayer. And I came to tell you today that if you are in that frame of mind, God is going to honor that because we have to pray. We have to cry unto the Lord. He says, call upon me and I will answer you, my friends. In times of trouble, we can call upon God and God says he will hear our cry and he will answer our prayers. So in Acts chapter 12 and verse 12, uh, it says, so when they had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mac, where they were gathered together, watch this, praying. They were they gathered together praying, not to gossip now, not to talk about, uh, about somebody else, but they gathered there to cry unto the Lord. That's a good way to gather with folks, to cry unto the Lord and to seek God's face. And God has challenged us. If, I said, he said, if my people who are called by my name, if they would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God promised us that he would hear from heaven, he would forgive our sins, and he would heal our lands. In Acts chapter 16 and verse 25, watch this, he says, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them because they, they believed that prayer was a very important thing. It, 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 it concerns them and that they, they wanted to spend that time praying. I tell you, man, when you go to God and you cry out your soul, things going to happen. But let me go back to that verse I just read. How Paul and Silas prayed at midnight and they were singing hymns to God. Today, we do not sing hymns no more. Nobody wants to sing hymns. They say that's old time, you know. I remember very well how great the hymns are, and I, I still know that because I love the hymns. Now, in Acts chapter 6 and verse 4, it says, But we will give ourselves continually 
to prayer and to the ministry of the word of God. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word of the Lord. My friends, I really want to challenge all of us in these closing days of time that we give ourselves continually to prayer and to the word of the Lord. You know, I love to tell you that the only thing that is going to stand the test of time is the word of God. The Bible stands even though the hills tumble. It stands even though the earth crumbles. We can stand on the foundation of the word of God and we know that we will be victorious today, my friends. Amen. You know, the greatest tragedy of life is not unanswered prayer, but an unoffered prayer. Instead of it being something we do every day, like breathing, eating, walking, and talking, it seems to have become like that little glass cover box on the wall that says, break in case of emergency. It is true that so very often, we associate prayer with crisis in our life. But prayer is for the most part an untapped resource, an unexplored continent where untold treasures remains to be on earth. It is talked about more than anything else and practiced less than anything else. And yet for the believer, it remains one of the greatest gifts our Lord has given us outside of salvation. So my friends, you must pray with persistence. Devote yourself constantly to pray. You must be steadfast. Prayer is the key that unlocks all the storehouses of God's infinite grace and power. All that God is and all that God has is at your disposal. But we must use the key. Prayer can do anything that God can do. And as God can do anything, prayer is omnipotent. So continue praying unto the Lord. Continue praying and continue asking him for his direction. And he will lead you in the way you ought to go. Amen and amen. You know, my friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make your calling and your election sure. The scripture says today, if you will hear God's voice, harden not your heart. God is speaking to us every day. We need to take time to listen to the voice of the master because the voice of God is the voice of power. It is the voice that when a man hears and believes, he is turned from death unto life. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you and we praise you for your words. We pray that you'll speak to hearts today through your words. Bring men to the saving knowledge of Christ for whom to know is life eternal. Have your divine way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And if you were challenged by tonight's study, we encourage you to reach out to us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy, continue. Keep on praying. God bless you.